don't be afraid of pushing forward and growing, but not having a perfect infrastructure set up. Here's the thing. Even if things were perfect, which as you said, they're never going to be, you still will lose clients along the way. And you're better off to not hold yourself back, go full steam in that growth, because it's amazing how quickly you can build that infrastructure along the way. Welcome to the Influence by Design podcast. I'm Samantha Riley, authority positioning strategist for coaches and experts. If you're ready to build a business that gives you more than just a caffeine addiction and you dream of making more money, having more time and having the freedom to be living your best life, then you're in the right place. It's time to level up. Imagine it's December 2024. You're looking back on the year and you realize it's been the most successful year of your life. What does that success look like? How did you get there? In today's episode, we're not just dreaming about this future, we're taking the first steps to making it a reality. So welcome to Influence by Design. I'm your co-host, Samantha Riley, and joined again this week by my partner in business and life, Leon. Leon, we spoke in the last episode about reflecting back on 2023. For you, what was the biggest takeaway from going through that reflection process? I think it's realizing what we valued like the most, like so what actually we valued most out of going back through that year and actually realize how aligned our values were in what we discussed. So I really think that was to me that was what it was. So Well, considering we're married, I'm glad that our values aligned, <laughs> right? <laughs> what about for you? For me, it was actually realizing or coming to the realization that we had way more wins than I thought. Being someone that loves being in business and it's really like, let's just get in and do the thing, I can get very caught up in, okay, we've achieved that, let's move on to the next thing. And even though I talk about, you know, celebrating the wins often, obviously I missed quite a lot along the way. So it was really good for me to realize how many wins we'd had and then to be able to celebrate those. That was my biggest takeaway. So if you're listening and you haven't listened to the last episode, episode 549, where we reflected, go ahead and do that before listening to today's episode because having the reflections of your year and the learnings makes it a lot easier to move into this planning session. Something I think is important is that when we look back, what we do is we realize all the things that happened during the year. So I don't know if 12 months is a long time or a short time, but so many things happen during the year. And I think that you don't remember the last you know month of it. <laughs> so yeah. you forget all the really cool things that happen. And there were some really cool things that happened last year. So I think that's important to realize you need to look back at the year and go, okay, well, what, what were all the cool things that happened? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh my goodness, January. That seems like a whole year ago. <laughs> <laughs> now, before we jump into talking about how we plan out our year and the way that we plan out a year is something I've been doing for the last 30 years. It's changed a little bit, but generally it's the same thing. I want to talk a little bit about the energy of this coming year. This is an eight universal year, which is a real accelerator. And this energy is really encouraging you to manifest your biggest desires. So where the universal seven year 2023 was all about going within, working through past traumas and really having a big self-reflection year. This year is a year to be very empowered and come out and 
to really monetize your genius. That's what this year is about. So get clear and get serious. Really get this planning in place because there's a lot of opportunities to expand and to reach new heights this year. It will probably take you out of your comfort zone, but it's really going to force you to step up or get trodden on, get squashed. So take your goals seriously this year. Really get clear on what it is that you're doing. Really get clear on what your your money mechanism is and get ready to receive. Because if you're in a place where you're not able to receive this year, then it could be a tricky year for you. So if you do have trouble receiving, now's the time to do that mindset work to shift that belief. That's all I'm going to say on that. You know, buckle in, get ready. It's going to be a fabulous year. Absolutely love that. And I, I think that that part about receiving is, is very important. So mm. you know, open to receiving, it's going to be a hard year for you. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I've been there. It's a funny place to be. Anyway, let's move into planning for the year. So one of my favorite quotes is from Alice in Wonderland, and it's, if you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. And I see this a lot with business owners out there that get to the end of the year and think, oh, I didn't hit my goals. But there was no goals in place. There was no plan through the year to hit those goals. And, you know, really, if you don't have your GPS on, if you don't know where you're going, then it's going to be really difficult to get you there. I feel like that's the part, like, so I'm going to say it, the corporate saying. Eh, when you fail to plan, you plan to fail. That's the one. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> but Absolutely. it's true, right? <laughs> totally. I true. Yeah. Yeah. But so that's one of the mistakes that people make is that they fail to plan. The other mistake that I see people make is that they just set business goals. They just set a business plan. And what they're doing is creating a plan for business where their business, everything is like put first. And then they try and build this life in the leftovers or the scraps. And you and I were talking before we recorded this episode about Parkinson's law, Leon. Yeah. Do do you want to share a little bit about what Parkinson's law is and what effect this will have if you plan business first and life second? Yeah. So... Parkinson's law. Now, I've come across this where, and particularly in my previous life, and this is where. By previous life, you mean corporate life. Don't oh, you? yes, of course. I was trying not to say corporate again. <laughs> 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 Essentially, the work expands to fill the space available. All mm. right? Now, I think the best way was when you described it, and when you went, if you have a week to complete a two hour task, you will fill that week with that task but i think you described it better when you said that you know it's probably things like the procrastination stressing about all that kind of stuff you know and it just fills up with not actually doing any of the work as such you know and overcomplicating it yeah so what happens is psychologically speaking the task increases in complexity and it becomes more daunting so that we make it fill the week and you described that way better than me. <laughs> <laughs> so if I actually see this playing out for myself in that I have discovered for myself that I work a lot better and faster in cafes. I don't know why, if there's some psychologists out there that can explain it to me, let me know. But I noticed that I can do a task in 10 minutes in a cafe 
and it might take me a few hours at home. And if I think that it's going to take a few hours, then it can take, you know, a lot longer. So we don't want to be filling up this extra time with more work, with more stress, with more anxiety about it not actually getting done. We've all been there too. We just want to get the task done. So how can you beat Parkinson's law so that this doesn't happen? The way you do it is by setting tighter deadlines and breaking down big tasks into like smaller chunks. And I'm a big fan of breaking it down into the smallest, tiniest chunk possible so that you can stay aware of how you allocate your time. Because you need to remember that time is our most precious resource in business. So we need to use it wisely. Have you ever noticed those people that when they get like, you know, like heaps of tasks to do and, but it's Friday afternoon and they've got to be out of the shop or wherever it is to get it done. And they just like smash all this work really quickly and get it yeah, done. So they can go home. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, so how could you harness that? Like, <laughs> so actually, I, like that all the time. <laughs> I remember a client and this is going back a few years ago and this particular client was a single mum, So she was super busy. She was, you know, got lots to do with running the kids around just life in general and she was trying to squeeze this business in and she had quite a big project to do and I'd noticed that it just came up month after month after month this project had stayed on her to-do list and every month would have her coaching call and it was still there and it was still there and still there and I was just like all right okay I know you're busy but we need to get this sorted because you're not moving forward so what we did was broke it down into absolutely the tiniest tiniest little pieces as possible and I said just while you're waiting for the rice to cook, just do this one little bit. And on another day, you know, just while you're sitting at the quick drop waiting to pick up the kids from school, just do this one little bit. And she knocked that entire project off. And I'm going to say, I can remember in one month, but the funniest piece of this story is that it happened in the last week of the month <laughs> where she realized, oh my goodness, for the first three weeks, I haven't done anything. In one week, just by breaking it down into these little tiny pieces, where she could just get a little piece done in a tiny pocket of time. I remember her posting in the Facebook group saying, you know, like she came screeching into home base, you know, something like 11 p.m. on the last day of the month. But she did it. She completed that project. So that's that's one of the benefits of actually not just having a plan, but really having a plan that is able to be broken down into these tiny steps so that you can really make sure that you're ticking everything off. Yeah, I'm sure there's other things that you can help with that, like uh, time blocking or scheduling your know, tasks in, in your calendar or something like that. So there's definitely ways of helping with that. Yeah, that time blocking works for some people. For some people, it's like, I just want to tick three things off my list. And the second that they're ticked off, the rest of the day is mine. I've got clients that do that and that works really well for them. I particularly like that myself because it means that you've got that that idea that you were talking about before, Leon, where it's Friday afternoon and we want to get out of there. Well, if we know that it's nice outside and that as soon as we've got these three things off, we can go to the beach, why not go to the beach at 10 a.m. instead of at 5 p.m.? Yeah, exactly. So it's going to work for you, though. It's like a, some people work for time blocking, some people work for three tasks. So Absolutely. Whatever other style they're using. What's it? So whatever works for you, just understand that if you want to live your dream life, you need to design your dream life first and then slot the business in. So this is from a from the from the high level perspective. As you're planning out your year, plan out what you want your dream life to look like, then slot in the business. Yeah. 
I think that's super important as well because like how many people just live to work? Yeah. You know, and I've always felt a bit ripped off about like my corporate career where you had to work five days to get two off. And that, that never seemed fair to me. Yeah, it's not very balanced, <laughs> is it? <laughs> no balance it. <laughs> no, no balance whatsoever. Now, last episode, we did talk about that, about work-life balance, and you and I just don't believe in that whatsoever. And I've created a model called Synergetic Lifestyle. And this is where all the different areas of our life interact with each other. So, for example, you know, we all know that when things aren't going well in business, then obviously our finances aren't great. Or if things aren't going well in our relationship, then, you know, we might not be in a good place spiritually. Whatever it is, all of these different areas of our life impact other areas. So there's nine areas to take a look at. And I like to to journal, and we did, we journaled on these areas so that we know where we're at and we know what we want to leave behind in 2023, what we're going to keep and bring forward into 2024, and also what we're going to begin to do. So what we're going to stop doing, what we're going to keep doing, and what we're going to start doing. Yeah, and we did get quite deep in this, and it did actually take, well, it was, it was a day. It was probably most of the day, actually. It was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So just the, yeah, we journaled separately, but then we came back together to talk about it. And that's how we, oh, I realized that was, we were quite aligned, which is great yeah. because we're married and spent a lot of time together. So that's really, really good. But it, it did actually take a little bit to go through it. Like it was quite a, yeah, a deep It was an in-depth process. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So let's yeah. just cover off the nine areas because we didn't talk about these last, last episodes. So these are the areas that we reflected on. These are the areas that we've used to create our plan for 2024. The first is health and wellness. So this is the mind and the body. So think about, you know, what you need to live your best life. So when we say health and wellness, I think most people think, you know, training or fitness and nutrition, but think further than that. What is it that you need some sort of, you know, meditation wise to keep your mind working? Now, for some people, this is a silent meditation or a, you know, I can't think of the name of it, like where you listen to a recorded meditation. <laughs> but for some people that would be walking or going down to the beach I know that you walk every day Leon to clear your mind and that's where you process your things yeah I think it's a movement thing for me like it's the steady movement and also being out in nature so that's that's my thing so something why I just sit there I like to to move so yeah, yeah totally whatever works for you <laughs> yeah and there's an area in health and wellness that I find really interesting and it's something I discovered with my clients years ago, over 10 years ago. And it's something that a lot of people don't notice or really pay attention to. And this plays a lot into health and wellness for the mind and the body. And that's where you live. I've noticed that when people are living in a place where they don't want to be in an, whether that's an area or in an actual, you know, house or apartment that they don't like, that their mindset is really off and many of my clients once they realize this and they move somewhere to a different area whether you know they moved closer to the water or you know into more like a hills or forest situation or even just an apartment that's newer or in a nicer street their mindset and their health really improve so that may be something that you want to take into account there. Absolutely. So that's the first area. Second area is your personal development. 
any of us that are in business and entrepreneurs, we all understand personal development well. So, you know, what is it that you want to be reading or courses you want to do this year to, to up your personal development game? Number three is spirituality. Spirituality is your values, your purpose. And as you suggested, Leon, before, it's really about, you know, are you living in alignment with your human design, the way that you're designed to, to interact with the world? Yeah, I don't really stop and, I mean, I had to think about a lot of these things, but this one really kind of got me and I really had to stop and think hard about, uh, you know, what and what it meant to me. And I think when I put the lens of purpose on it, mm-hmm. and if you're living alignment with the human design, I think that actually really hit home for me that I probably should be, you know, concentrating more on that mm. rather than just like, you know, the day-to-day, just going through the motions kind of mm. thing. So. Totally. Maybe they might be going through the motions. What is it for? What's the higher purpose? So I think that was a key thing for me out of all this. Love that. Fourth area is romantic relationships. And I've separated this out like in the wheel of life. I think it's just like family and relationships. And when I really looked at that, I felt that it needed to be separated because the way that you interact in your romantic relationships is very different to the way you interact with your family and also your friends and community and your greater social circle. So for us, for example, moving forward into this year, we've decided that we're going to be taking a long weekend away every eight weeks on top of our normal vacations. And it's in every eight weeks because we run our business in eight-week cycles. So we do a six-week sprint and a two-week cool down, and then we repeat that. So in that two-week cool down every eight weeks, we're going to be taking a long weekend away because we know that for for us, when we're away from the computer, when we're away from our normal life, when we're away from our just our normal home life, that things feel nicer, don't they? Yeah, but when we work together, so we're mm-hmm. together all the time. Twenty four seven. No problems with that at all. But what we realised was that it's behind the computer screen or talking business, which we love yeah. business, don't get me wrong, we love business. Yeah. But I don't want to be talking about business all the time. There's, it's, we need to be able to defrag yes. and, <laughs> and relax and yep. get our creativity back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want your business to be consuming you. So I think that's important, particularly if, if there's you know, anyone listening that's uh, couples working together, it's a good idea to actually make time for that. Otherwise, the business will consume. You just be business, business, business. So. Absolutely. And date nights. Date nights is really important yeah. in there as well. We have our weekly date yeah. nights. I'm pushing for more than one weekly date night, but we'll see where that goes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The fifth area is family. So whether that's, you know, um, a weekly dinner with your family. For us, we have just in the last week started a group chat with our family. And the reason is, is that both of our families are interstate and we were never, ever getting to speak to all of them together unless we were together for a, a family function where we travelled interstate. So I started a group chat and that's actually been really quite fun. Yeah, it really could be quite a long time between actually seeing them as well. So yeah, yeah really quite missing them. And yeah. At least just more contact, that's all. More contact. Totally, totally. <laughs> Number six is community and social engagement. This is an area where... I was chatting with a girlfriend just recently and, you know, you say, oh, we need to catch up more often. And then all of a sudden it's the end of the year and you're like, oh, the only two times we caught up was on each other's birthday. 
So, you know, we've decided to, that we're going to put it in the calendar, that we're going to do a monthly catch-up to make sure that it's in there. Whatever that is for you, maybe you already have that, maybe you, you know, that appeals to you as well. But definitely after COVID, I value social engagement more than ever. And I'm an, I'm an extrovert. I've always valued it, but I really, really value it now. Yeah. I love that you're putting it into the calendar though, because otherwise, you know, you just get busy. Mm-hmm. And before you know, you, you, you miss one and then yeah. two months has gone by. Yep. And I think, I think it's super important to be, you know, making sure that, that social engagement keeps going. So Absolutely. And they're your Absol- friends and you want to hang out with them. So Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Number seven is your business and career. So this is the time that you're spending in the business. Number eight is finances. So this is, you know, with that money that you've got coming in, what are you spending on? This is your, you know, maybe debt management or, or saving or whatever that is. And then number nine is wealth management, which is your like looking after your long-term investments. Yeah, yeah, love that. And uh, that's like that, that side of plant a tree 20 years ago. <laughs> next best time is right now. Right now, yeah. So get on to that, people. <laughs> exactly. Now, it's about, you know, take some time to go through those nine areas and get really clear on what it is that you do want. You know, this is your dream life you're creating. Yeah. I was just sort of bring something up. So when we first started going out, so it's like, oh, like when we first started we dating, <laughs> 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 sound like high school kids. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'll, I'll get there eventually, but yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> when we first started dating, going out, <laughs> we sat down to do some planning, and you asked me what I wanted, and mm-hmm. I didn't know what I wanted. Yeah, that was it was really interesting. I remember that. I remember you looking at me so confused and like, I, I don't know. And I, I was confused saying, well, how do you not know what you want? However, this isn't just a you thing. It is definitely a pro- I was going to say a problem, but it's not a problem, but it is a challenge that a lot of people have. If this is you, start by asking yourself what it is that you don't want, because that's a lot easier. If I asked you, you know, what is it that you want with your business and you weren't sure, but I asked, well, what is it that you don't want? That's really easy to say, well, I don't want clients that, you know, that take up all my time or I don't want a business where I'm not making enough money. And it makes it easy to flip that script and get clear on what it is that you do want. So thanks for bringing that up, Leon. I was going to say, it's probably typically Australian and me where I tell you what I don't want all the time. But yeah. what, you ask me, what do you want? And I'd say, uh, It it is an Australian thing. (laughs) But yeah, I think asking yourself what it is that you don't want makes that really, really easy. So once you know what it is you do want in all these different areas, it's time to craft that vision together to create something that has a clear and compelling, I guess, map forward for you. You know, then you can start to take a look at what your life looks like, what it feels like what it was that you want to be doing or spending your time on. Think about where you want to be spending time. How much money do you need to make that a reality? That's where the business piece comes really comes in because that is how you're going to be able to create this dream life. So knowing what you want your life to look like, it's about creating a business to support that and you know, getting really clear and visualizing where you want your business to be by the end of 2024 makes it very easy to reverse engineer that. Yeah. I feel like as well, 
this is where you need to um just uh, say dream big plan big when you talk about what do you want dream to, big yeah i think when you talk about what do you want your life to look like feel like don't let your like your brain put constraints on you about what you can or can't do uh, if you want to live in that mansion or whatever it is that's your dream then that should be your dream and then work a way to get there so uh, i just feel like people sometimes hold themselves back like they're Constraint. I love that. There's a really good book called 10X is Easier Than 2X, and it's written by Dan Sullivan and Dr. Benjamin Hardy. It's a really great book to help you to understand how that really plays out. And 10X really is easier than 2X. And yet most of us or most people are just focusing on how do I 2X. So grab yourself a copy of that book to help you understand how to really 10x everything and the simplicity behind that i'm not going to go into that today but grab a copy of the book it's really great nice i wanted to bring up something else as well what is the difference between planning versus forecasting oh i really like this and i really liked how we unpacked this before the episode because i think this is really really important yeah so my corporate career Jeez, I keep saying that. Here it comes so again. Stop it. Stop it. No, actually, can I stop you there? <laughs> yeah. This is, it's really important to bring learnings from past experiences into what you do now because it gives what you do depth. So it's okay that you had a corporate career. I'm glad you left it behind. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> uh, well, I suppose when I separate, so just to, just to explain what forecasting and planning yeah, so forecasting involves predicting future events based on, you know, the trends and the data from, you know, previous years, months, weeks, whatever it is, while the planning is actually creating the you know, the, the detailed you know, course of action, so to speak, so and how to you know, achieve the goals or the outcomes that you want. And the reason I just separated is before we just talked about you know, knowing what you what, what your life looks like, and then we talked about how much you need to create that reality. Mm-hmm. We need to be able to forecast something. Say, for example, in business, we need to forecast what the business needs to do to then create our life that we want. Mm, totally. So, yeah, forecast and plan. <laughs> yeah, let me let me give you an example of this. So, in our, and I'll give you this example because it's a seasonal example. So back in the day when I owned a dancewear store, it was very seasonal because our sales followed the school terms. So when school went back in Australia after the summer break at the, you know, the end of Jan, beginning of February, that's when we did our biggest sales. So we needed to forecast our sales and we would generally forecast a percentage increase on the previous year's sales. So yes, you do need to track your sales so we would track our weekly sales so that then we could forecast a percentage increase for the next year once we'd done that so that was based on the past year the past data then we could plan using that data so we knew what the income was going to roughly be which meant that we could make sure that we had staff on hand ready for those times you know, if, for example, we, if we were hiring a new staff member and they told us they wouldn't be able to work during the summer or they wouldn't be available on weekends during the summer, then, then generally we couldn't hire that person because we knew that we needed all staff on deck 
during that busy period. So it helped us to understand not just how to roster, but how to hire staff. It helped us plan our personal vacations. We were always quiet in the winter. So that's when we would take the kids overseas. We would go to Disneyland. We would go to, <laughs> we would go to summer on the other side of the world. So we knew that we could do that. It meant that we, we, when we knew what the seasons were, where we were going to be busy, we generally pumped more marketing dollars into marketing during before, you know, two to four weeks before those busy times, because that would give us a bigger trend than putting, we, we would market all year, but we wouldn't put that amount into, you know, maybe the quieter times. So we would forecast first, then we were able to plan second. I hope that makes it a little bit clearer. I, I think hope. it does. And I think this important note there is that Sam is solar powered and it's a chase the summer. <laughs> yeah, I am solar powered. <laughs> I actually say to my personal trainer, my solar panels are feeling very low today. <laughs> that means that it's been raining or cloudy or cold. <laughs> so how do you know when someone really loves you? Is when they go to Alaska and get married. Right. Exactly. <laughs> my whole community was like, you went, what? <laughs> yes, I'm definitely. I feel very was, blessed that you'll do that. <laughs> I've definitely dragged you to summer since then. <laughs> All right, yeah. let's talk about the areas for your business planning. I think the very first, the first place to start is to set your revenue targets. So set your yearly revenue target and then break that down into monthly and weekly. And the reason we want to break it down into those smaller chunks is, as we were talking about before. It is human nature to leave things to the last minute. So if you're setting a quarterly revenue goal and you miss, you know, you realize you're getting into the last week of that quarter and you haven't hit your goals, it's a lot harder to claw back than if you miss a weekly revenue goal and you are able to claw it back the very next week. It's a lot easier to stay on track. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can't monitor and like judge, you know, make a like an analytic decision about where you're going if you're looking at it like at a yearly or even quarterly basis it's just too big a gap yeah so i think that's why it needs to be weekly monthly myself also too so it's so daunting as you said you know yeah when you break it down and you look at it and you go oh that's actually achievable i only need to make two sales this week rather than you know 24 sales this quarter <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 because we all know from our previous part of the discussion in this episode that if you leave it till the last minute and you like get to week 12 and then you go, oh, crap, I need to make 24 cycles. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be very difficult to call yep. back. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so that's number one, setting your revenue targets. Number two is getting clear on your product offering and your pricing. So ask yourself, can your current product offer and where it's currently priced actually get you to your goal? So let me give you an example. If you've got a $97 per month membership, you actually need 860 members if you are wanting to have a million dollar business. That's a lot of people, 860 people. Like just think to get 860 members, how much marketing and how many sales calls, how many, you know, sell by chats do you need to be doing to get 860 people? versus if you've got a product offering that's two and a half thousand dollars a month you only need 34 members so don't just have a look at the pricing but there's going to be a very different offer for a 97 dollars a month product versus a two and a half thousand dollar a month product so start to, to get really clear on what is that product what is 
included? What is the pricing? And will it actually get you to your goal? Yeah, that's a bit scary, isn't it? 860 members. Yeah, I mean, 34. it's doable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's you want doable, to be super but, automated, I reckon. But, but <laughs> would I personally want to be doing that? Not so much. No. Not so much. I think that sounds like a lot of hard work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> uh, Something else I'd like to mention here is, you know, success does leave clues. And if you look at the very successful service-based businesses and especially coaching business, they usually, until they get to at least a million dollars, only have one product offering. So if you've got four or five different product offers, just have a think about how much more difficult it is to run four or five different marketing campaigns because different marketing is going to attract different people and how confused potentially your prospects are compared to just having that one product where everyone knows that's exactly what you do and that's what they come to you for. Yeah. Uh, you've only got a finite amount of energy and the, the, and the point you just brought up then was your messaging. Your message yeah. is going to get really diluted yeah. um, if you're not saying the same thing over and over again. And that's what you need to do. It's the same Absolutely. thing over and over again. Absolutely. So the third area is your client attraction. This is your marketing piece. This is your visibility piece. I run a training about how to create your visibility plan. Visibility is a great way to attract clients because if people don't know who you are, they can't work with you. So, you know, what is it that you're doing for your organic marketing, your paid marketing, your, you know, your podcast interviews, your social media? How is it that you're going to actually attract these clients and get them into your world and understanding what it is that you do and why they need to work with you? So everyone get a podcast and then get a podcast guesting. That'll work. That will be a great way. That's a great way to start to build your list. Obviously, there's a mechanism that comes off the back of that to build your list, which we're not going to go into today. But yeah, how are you going to show up and attract clients? All right. Number four, your support team. Who is it that you need to support you in what you're doing? So whether that's a personal assistant, whether it's a general VA, whether it's a team of genies like my members in the Experts Collective have, um, who are the people that are supporting you uh, behind the scenes, your accountant, your legal team, your bookkeeper. What about the people in your circle of influence? Does that come in here as well? Absolutely. Who are the people in your circle of influence? You are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. Who are your coaches and mentors that are going to help you to get clarity on what it is that you don't know or what that you can't see. So there's a lot of people as a business owner that you need on your support team. You need to get really clear on on what that looks like. Yeah, I feel like that is really important to know about the, the, the coaching part of it as well. So you need to have that person on your side that's going to be probably open and honest with you as well and keep you on track. So Absolutely. Well, we've got multiple coaches and mentors. I also know for me that... I really struggle to work on my own and I need to, if I'm creating something new, I need to bounce those ideas off people. So, you know, I am a real extrovert and I really do need that person to bounce off. So I know that if I'm doing any creative work, I need someone around me to be able to bounce these ideas off. 
So just start to understand who it is that, that you need. Yeah, love that. All right. Area five is operations and infrastructure. So this is what needs to happen behind the scenes in your business so that you can deliver the program that people have paid you for. This is definitely your area, Leon, operations and infrastructure. Do you want to go into this a little bit more? <laughs> yeah. The, so the actual thing I want to bring up here is that don't be afraid of pushing forward and growing, but not having a perfect infrastructure set up. Mm, this is so good. I don't think that'll be perfect. There'll always be something. But at some point, you're going to break it. Mm -hmm. That's good because that means you're growing. If you're mm -hmm. going rapidly, you're breaking stuff. It's okay. But I think the important thing to note is that it's how you deal with those breaks as they go. <laughs> yeah, this is a really good point because I, when I think back, there are times where I've held myself back because I've been afraid of things breaking. But there's a couple of things that are your best friend as an entrepreneur. And that's the ability to say, I'm sorry, and let us fix that. And just come into everything knowing that you can say those things. You will lose people along the way. But here's the thing, even if things were perfect, which, as you said, they're never going to be, you still will lose clients along the way. And you're better off to, you know, not hold yourself back, go full steam in that growth, because it's amazing how quickly you can build that infrastructure along the way yeah i think it's important to note as well that you, you're actually learning as you go with the growth of things so we're always learning mm -hmm. and if we're not always learning that's that's probably another issue we need to talk about our day but if we're always learning then you know things are going to change i mean look at social media for the last couple of years how much that's changed as it gone so if you tried to have uh, an operational infrastructure that was same as two years ago, it's not going to work now, right? Yeah. So it would have definitely broken and would not have got the results, your clients, that you can get if you'd move with the time, so to speak, and change. So things will change as you grow. You will learn and you will be better for your clients, I feel, by having the imperfect action as, as you move. Absolutely. Nail it before you scale it. You know, you cannot scale something before you've actually done it. Yep. Love that so much. The sixth area is mindset. So have a think about where it is that you want to go this year and who is someone before you that has done it and who do you need to become to be that person now? So I know years ago, I would always ask myself the question if I was really stumped, what would Richard Branson decide to do now? And the reason I asked that is because I just wanted to be able to make a decision quickly because that is definitely something that as entrepreneurs we need to do. We need to make decisions really quickly. And just really coming into that who do I need to become or who do I need to be right now has helped me to be able to move and make decisions more quickly. So if you want to be a million-dollar business owner this year and you're you know, in the, the low six figures or maybe you haven't even reached six figures, then doing things as you are is not going to help you to get there. You need to think and act as a seven-figure business owner right now to be able to get there. So who do you need to become today to be that person? I really like this and I think it's super important that you act and you know the behaviours um, that you display are the ones of the person that you want to become. 
the person in the future, future you. Yeah. Yeah, future pacing or something they call it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little bit different, but let's not get mm. caught up there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but that's definitely a big thing. Absolutely. So when you're really clear and you've got a plan in place, there's something that I've noticed can really unstick people at this point. And is that a thing, unstick people? Oh my goodness. I don't even know what I've said Just now. Just making up words now. <laughs> yeah, that, I've always done that. My kids at dancing used to love it. They, Miss Sam, what's another word that you can make up this week? It was an unknown thing. But anyway, let's move on. Something that you need to remember is that life is non-linear and it's unpredictable. So you do need to be open to adjusting your goals as you grow and learn more about yourself. And you do need to be kind to yourself on days where things just aren't right. Maybe you're, you know, tired. Maybe you've had a really, you know, upsetting piece of news. Maybe one of the kids is sick. Whatever it is, you really need to be open to adjusting your goals and really go within and ask yourself if it's the best thing for you at that time. And I wanted to bring this up because I see this, especially at this time of year, you know, that all the the fitness trainers, it's, you know, new year, new you and if you're going to be fit, you know, you need to go for your run every single day and no matter how you feel and whether it's raining or whether it's sunny and no matter whether you're tired or you've got lots of energy, it doesn't matter, you know, get on those runners and go, go, go. And I think that it can be really detrimental to you to push through versus really truly listening to what it is you need. And I think you need to have a lot of discernment to understand should I not be doing this particular thing today because it's not right? Or am I not doing it because I don't feel like it because I'm just, you know, a little bit lazy and going back to old? <laughs> yeah, there's a difference there. It's there like is a I, difference. I was always told that, you know, say you talk about a gym, for example, that, you know, you've got no place being in the gym if you're tired and exhausted. Mm-hmm. Like it's just crazy. So, yeah. And I guess we're bringing this up because if you do push through, you can put yourself backwards. You know, we've got a friend who did, you know, has got a very lofty fitness goal and does go to the gym every day, very inspirational. But there was one particular day where she went to the gym absolutely exhausted rather than listening to her body and resting and she hurt herself and I put her backwards for weeks. So, you know, start to really understand that, you know, you need to go within and really be honest with yourself and understand that, like I said, life is nonlinear and it's unpredictable and you do need to be open to adjusting things along the way. Absolutely. I think one of the things we also do is set a word or a theme for the year. And what I love about this is this word or this theme is like the lens to make all decisions through as you know, opportunities come because not all opportunities are opportunities. Some of them are things that we need to say no to because they might take us further to our goal. So as an opportunity comes in, is it going to take us toward our goal or is it going to take us away from our goal? And I think having this this word really helps to do that. And this year, the word that we've chosen is amplify. Do you want to talk about what amplify is to us, Leon? Yeah, so rather than just like, you know, blow it up or explode it, <laughs> uh, I feel like Amplify has a little bit more finesse to it because, you know, it's making something, you know, 
BCF or making something bigger or louder, but you're actually enhancing and enriching the way it is. So it's not just, yeah, I think the finesse is probably the word that describes how amplifying works better. Yeah, <laughs> so. I like that. It's got this connotation of not just increasing in size, but also in, in quality in impact and significance. And that is exactly where we want to be this year. Yeah, and if, if you could actually see the video, we're actually like doing big hand gestures, like so. Make yes, it... <laughs> and you won't see the video because I'm in my pajamas today. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, who do you need to surround yourself with to make 2024 a success? Now, we did mention a little bit about this earlier, but you are the average of the five people that you surround yourself with. So who is it that you need to surround yourself with to help you to be in the place that you can achieve your goals this year? And who do you need to help you to read the label while you're inside the jar? What I mean by that is who is going to be that coach or that mentor that really helps you to see the things that you can't see? This is really, really important. And it's something that I not just help people with, but live by, you know, I've had coaches for over 20 years and multiple each year. Cause I'm always big in how can I achieve my goals the fastest and in the best way? Yeah. And, and I know we, we have coaches and we're super grateful for them yeah. and whether it's, yeah, the accountability piece as well, which I think is, is kind of pretty big as well, but yeah, the actual making sure you have the right coaches that are going to get you to your goal that you want to achieve. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you're listening to this episode on your phone, on whatever app you're listening on, I'd love you to take a screenshot and share your insights from this episode or share your big, hairy, audacious goal for 2024. Tag us on on your story and share it to your Instagram or Facebook stories. You can tag us at the Sam Riley and at Leon Flitton. You can find all of our socials down below wherever it is that you're listening. Leon, what is something that you would like to share to wrap up this episode and make sure it's all tied up with a pretty bow? <laughs> Look, I think probably the, the biggest thing from this is making sure that you're actually, you know, being, start being the person that you want to become yeah. in the future. I think for me, that's that's the most crucial thing. So there's lots of good things out of the, this, uh, the, the last two episodes where, you know, this is a review. I know you don't spend a lot of time looking backwards, like you probably shouldn't, but you need enough time to review, analyze and move forward. And I just think going through that process is a really good way to uh, get the, the year kickstarted. Yeah. I would say for me, the biggest takeaway why I've always planned is because when you don't have a plan, it's very easy to get off course. It's very easy to lose direction. And when that happens, you just won't get there. So having a plan is crucial for the times where you have decision fatigue. It's a lot easier just to look at the plan and go, okay, this is where we're going. This is what I'm doing today, rather than just getting lost, lost in life. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening today. We look forward to seeing all of your stories pop up after today's episode. And we look forward to catching you next week on another episode of Influence by Design. 
Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Influence by Design podcast. If you want more, head over to influencebydesignpodcast.com for the show notes and links to today's gifts and sponsors. And if you're looking to connect with other experts who are growing and scaling their business too, join us in the Coaches, Thought Leaders and Changemakers community on Facebook. The links are waiting for you over at influencebydesignpodcast.com.